Nope. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Big moves that happened in the NBA last night during the NBA draft. There weren't a lot of them, but there was one big, couple of big moves. The one we're focusing on right now pre-draft was with the Golden State Warriors. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Jordan Renan as we fill in for the guys. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. The Warriors had pretty much admitted at the end of the season that Steve Kerr stepped to the podium and said as much that the team never recovered from the altercation of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole preseason. Said the team never recovered. They didn't have the trust and everything that they they needed to go win a championship. Still made it to the second round of the Western Conference playoffs this year, but ultimately could not win back-to-back titles and defend that championship that they won a season ago. They ultimately, Jordan, decide to trade away Jordan Poole, whose mm-hmm. contracts got away from him, didn't look great after the year that Jordan Poole had. But did the Warriors revive their dynasty with this Chris Paul trade, bringing him into their team to add to what they already have? Look, I get why the Warriors had to make this move, right? Luxury tax, the contract size, uh, bringing back Draymond Green. This now gives them extra room to make it happen but bringing in Chris Paul, you know, as instead of Jordan Poole, they were done with Jordan Poole. You could tell that in the playoffs, yeah. right? The the roster was done with Jordan Poole. They, when they when he would just go and take a crazy shot, you could just see on their faces why what happened earlier in the year with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole happened, right? They were fed up with him. Now bringing in Chris Paul though it does not move the needle. Just look at Vegas; they didn't even they're the. Warriors' odds did not even budge when they added Chris Paul. Not even budge at all. Stayed exactly the same. He's basically a role player, bit player at this point of his career. Not maybe a little more than a bit player, but he's not a difference maker at this point of career. Now I get it. It's it's a move that the Warriors had to make, but it doesn't affect their ability to win that much this season, in my opinion. Uh when it comes to Chris Paul, the reason why I don't think anything really changed because can you trust he's going to be healthy for a playoff run? I, I guess if he if he ends up right, accepting exactly. the lesser role and ends up accepting lesser minutes in running the second unit and, and being that second point guard on the team behind Steph Curry, then yeah, I, I could see it where the, the Warriors are able to convince him, hey, this is in the best interest for you. If you want to prolong your career and play a few more years – the minutes, you just can't keep playing the minutes that you had, Ben. You can't be the focal point and be the he's point god that you were. He's yeah. 38 years old. He and does not have the same athleticism. He's not the greatest jump shooter in the world. Like, So, 
you know, he's not the same player. It, it's really that simple at this point of his career. And you saw that really in Phoenix this last year. They were not a three-star team. They were a two-star team. Mm-hmm. And that's why they made the move for Bradley Beal and got rid of of Chris Paul because they didn't think they knew that he wasn't that player anymore. Yeah, and when you look at Chris Paul, when you think about some of the other older players in the league, like I don't know LeBron James, his buddy, like LeBron's a freak of nature. When you take a look at Le- the, the side, like right. LeBron James can just his body can take more pounding, and we've seen injuries slow down LeBron for the first Even time then, in his yeah, career. He's been banged up the last few years. Yeah, so. we've 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 it's seen not a knock that, on Chris Paul, by the way. He's no, thirty eight years old. He's, he's had a great career, he's, but he's, he's thirty eight. He's played getting older. how many games has he played? He's played a lot of games. Turns out, running up and down an NBA floor and taking a pounding like that for that long turns out that takes a toll on your body and it's going to be harder to stay healthy but I I think that this can be something that is beneficial for them because they had to make a decision and the decision was clear as you mentioned when you know Steve Kerr steps up and goes well we never really recovered from that but also you know the next sentence is well we can't win a championship without Draymond Draymond's essential to what we do here well to me, okay, Jordan Poole's not essential, so you trade him away, you're able to clear up some cap space, and you bring in a veteran player who wants to win a cha- presumably wants to win a championship, and I think is able to accept that, that kind of backup role. And every once in a while, maybe you see those flashes of the point god, Chris Paul, not consistently, but every once in a while you see the flashes during the regular season, a game or play. two here in the postseason. Yeah, it's not like he's, you know, his, his role just needs to be diminished a little bit. He'll be fine. I think he's going to be good. I don't know if the Warriors necessarily revived their dynasty, but what it told me is that they want as many possible they want as many swings as they possibly can at a championship as long as Stephen Curry is there. Yeah, I actually am a little surprised because I thought when Bob Myers left, I thought that was going to be the end of this group. Right, Clay's on the last year. Draymond's a free agent. Bob Myers is leaving. They're getting old. I, I thought it was going to be all right. Let's flip it around. It looks like. They're going to try and extend it and see, okay, let's see if we could run it back one more time. You know, have Andrew Wiggins play a bigger role now. He's, he's, he is a core piece at this point, right? And he yes. played like it in the playoffs when he came back. He, he, Andrew Wiggins was, was great for them. Uh, but I, I don't know. I have my doubts about this team. I also have my doubts about the Lakers. I mean, these teams are getting older. They're old. They're getting older. And, you know, the, the Nuggets are not all, as old. You know, the, 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 the Kings are an up-and-coming younger team. Uh, these teams, those teams are going to get old in front of our eyes real quick. It's just a matter of when. And we've seen it at times already over the past couple of years. Tune into an interleague battle tomorrow night as the Dodgers host the Astros. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, Jordan Renan filling in for the guys. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Whether you want to talk about the CP3 trade or if you want to make a suggestion on who you think should make a move for Damian Lillard, we'll go out to Preston in Missouri. Preston, you're on ESPN Radio with Gabe Neitzel and Jordan Renan filling in on Canty and Carlin. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking 
splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. How's it going, guys? What's up, Preston? Preston? Hey, so I have a couple things I want to say quickly. Uh, Number one, the... The, the trade for the Warriors is one of the – I did not like it at all. I think it was one of the most useless trades um, unless they go ahead and dump uh, Chris Paul. I think that's the only way this is going to work. I don't see uh, that working out just because of all the things that have gone on between Chris Paul and the Warriors, uh, especially after the Warriors uh, beat the Rockets uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and secondly, I was surprised uh, nothing happened with the Clippers, such as you know trading uh, Paul George – there's a lot of reports that say they're going to, so I'm kind of surprised they didn't. Um, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, yeah and, certainly appreciate it. That that Paul George one is interesting. Like, what what do the Clippers do, right? I, I, like that, it's an, they're in an interesting spot, right? They have these big name players, but they're never healthy. Like, can mm-hmm. they really compete? Can they really go into another season banking on these guys? And then with a guy like Paul George, like, who's really willing to give up something significant for that kind of player, knowing? that there's the uncertainty of whether he plays like if he's injured. It's, it's a big risk, right? And I can't imagine somebody giving up significant assets. Now, of course, you always have to match up the money, but I just can't imagine somebody giving up significant assets to acquire Paul George, which is probably why you haven't seen him on the move. Because if you're the Clippers and, and you're Steve Ballmer and you want that, you desperately want that championship, I can see how you could talk yourself into – well, if these guys stay healthy, maybe we have a chance. Versus trading away Paul George, who knows what you get back, and then you're not going to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to put my money on that, you know, put my career on that. and put, It's just too <laughs> too big a risk. I mean, older injury-prone players is not the route that I would want to travel if I'm building a team or if I'm putting no. my future and my career at stake. So, and, and that's the risk with the other teams trading for him as well. And the thing with the Chris Paul uh, that he seemed to miss, the caller seemed to miss there, was that it, it more has to do with money than fit, right? Yep. It was getting off that Jordan Poole contract, which they knew long-term was going to be a, neg- a net negative for the organization. The luxury tax problem that the team had, they were so, you know, they're so far over, they're paying so much money. It was more getting out of that. We don't even know. I mean, maybe Chris Paul, he's right. Maybe Chris Paul isn't on the team by the second half of the end of the season. Maybe he's somewhere else. Maybe he's, he's playing with uh, you know, LeBron in, in, the, in Los Angeles at some point. I, I could definitely see that, by the way. Yeah, but it's, it's certainly worth the risk just to clear the money because then it makes it easier to retain Draymond Green, who they have made completely obvious that he, he's important to what we do. We want to keep him around. We want to keep our trio of Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green all together. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, Gabe Nigel, Jordan Renan. Uh, so we'll take a step back now. We've, we've talked about some of the trades that have happened, some of the trades that could still potentially happen in the Western Conference. 
and free agency set to open here in just a, a you know a little over a week or so. So let's take a step back. Who do we have as our pre-free agency top five teams in the Western Conference, Jordan? Who who do you have? We'll, we'll go from five to one. Yeah. Who do you have oh, we'll at go, number? Start, we're starting at five, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we'll start at five. You, know, you always start the count down low, and then you, you count your way up. Who okay. do you have at number five? I have the Kings. I like the Kings, the up-and-coming team. DeAndre Fox, to me, is a star in the making. They're on the... The rise. Like, so I like teams that are on the rise, not teams that are on the decline. So to me, that's one of the teams that I'm looking at and I'm saying, absolutely, I think that they could take that next step. The, the Lakers, to me, are a team that is in the other direction. I'm not going to have them on this list. So I have the Kings above them in part because the older teams scare me, sure. right? Because when you're talking about possible outcomes – AD and LeBron were actually pretty healthy in the playoffs, but can you really count on that happening moving forward with consistency, right? So to me, that's a big problem. Now, I'm going to put the Grizzlies at four. I know people are down on the Grizzlies. I know, I know. It's just it's It's an unpopular thing right now. We know the team can be good. We know it is good. I mean, they finished second the last two years in the Western Conference, Jordan, but oof, I mean, I with know, everything I and know. all the questions, to still keep them at number four, that, I, that's that is a I little know. risky. I know it's risky, but they have the, some really good young talent there, and whether they tweak it or not in some way, shape, or form, I still like their future. And then I'm going number three with the Warriors. I still think as long as Steph Curry's there, they're a dangerous team. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and number two, I'm going with the Suns. Because those three guys, give me those three players, you have a shot no matter what. Now, let I could move the Suns into my number one spot. But I need to see how they fill out the roster before I'm willing to do that and put them over the Denver Nuggets, who right now have the best player in basketball. And I know they might lose Bruce Brown, and they might not be as deep. But when you have Jokic and you have a healthy Jamal Murray – we saw what that team is capable of, and it was that they were the best team in basketball pretty much in the West the whole entire season pretty much. And in the playoffs, they looked superior to everybody. So I think we agree mostly, especially once we hit those top three. I would put the Lakers as my number five team just because you have LeBron. Yeah. And we saw what LeBron when LeBron went healthy, like he took that team to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, they but lost the Nuggets. But there's a big risk to him being oh, healthy moving sure. forward. That was my concern yes. with them. Like I'm not going to I bet on young players even with question marks over, you know, 39-year-old players like that and NAD's not exactly uh, you know a model of health. I, I would 100% agree. I just have too many questions about the Grizzlies right now and everything surrounding John Morant that I could not put them in my top five because I would also have the Kings at four. The Kings are a fun team to watch. They're a young, fun team, scored a ton of points. They just got to figure it out on the defensive end. I don't know if that's the free agency. Maybe they make a trade. They need to figure it out on the defensive end in order to become a serious contender. Like you, I would have the Warriors at three. Can't count them out, especially I'm curious to see how the CP3 works into the rotation as the backup point guard. What are some of those rotations for Steve Kerr? Look, What does that look like? 
the Suns, everything you said about them makes sense. Because the problem with the Phoenix Suns, and I still cannot believe that they fired Monty Williams. Because <laughs> it was clear that when they traded for, for Kevin Durant, it was at least a two-year plan. It was clear that you needed all four of your top players to stay healthy. And by the end, the only two that were standing were Booker and Durant. So the other two guys in Aiton and CP3 hurt, did not finish the series in which they were eventually bounced in. There's no depth on that roster. They got rid of all of the depth to trade for Kevin Durant. So they have they to have, have a little bit more. in the first place. Yep. <laughs> and they need to figure that out. They have to have a little bit more depth. Now the star power alone, yes, I have to put them at number two. But the star power alone isn't enough to get them past the Denver Nuggets, who have been such a consistent team, and then they've been bit by some injuries. And then that certainly hurt them in the postseason. This year they were healthy, and you saw what they had, a dominant run throughout the entire NBA in the postseason. It's hard to have any other team but the Denver Nuggets at number one. Yeah, I mean, look, they're the defending champs. You're not, I'm not messing with them. I know Perk. No. I know Big Perk. Uh, he, he has the Suns at number one already. Uh, but to me, it's too early to go in that direction. So, And I know people are going to be all over me for the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's easy right now to be down on them. But uh, I, I think we can overcorrect because, remember, they were the top team, probably the number two team in the West for most of the season. Most of the season. So I'm not ready to throw it all away just yet for the Memphis Grizzlies. No, I, it's there are some good young pieces there, certainly. But with the way that things kind of fell apart for Brooks there as well, where they just decided right after the playoffs, nah, you're not coming back here, man. Um, you know, I think they do have some other young, interesting pieces, and they'll keep their heads above water, certainly. Like, they're not going to sit there for the first 25 games and be five, six, seven games below 500. They've got enough young talent where they'll be able to keep it afloat. Yeah. It's just... How much clearly, they have, to get, clearly they have to get the Josh situation sorted out. Yep, and get that back on track. But he was a year ago. We might have considered him the best young player in basketball. Oh yeah, he's he's one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA. The NBA, and I think this is creeping into every other sport as well. The NFL might have this problem eventually, but the regular season, you're trying to figure out reasons to care. About the regular season. Yeah. Watching John Morant mm-hmm. and do the spectacular things he does on a night-in, night-out basis, that's a reason to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a reason to watch the NBA on a regular basis during the regular season. So he certainly has it all on the floor. It's all the off-the-floor stuff that, yeah, you have to figure it out. Especially after it happened once. Like If this was just off of the first time it had happened, and it was just the eight-game suspension, and you figured that, okay, he's learned his lesson. Well, he didn't learn his lesson off that first one. I don't know if he's going to learn off the second one. I just don't know. And so, because of that uncertainty, I, I can't put them in my top five right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair critique. I mean, for sure. And I know when I said that, people were going to be like, okay, you're crazy. Uh, there's way too much uncertainty no, unknown with that team at this moment. But I just feel like you could sort it out with young talent. Uh, and I guess I'd rather bet on them getting it right than 38, 39-year-old players staying healthy and being healthy at the right time when that, it comes the, down to it. Yeah, that's the problem with the Suns, too, because while Bradley Beal is younger, like he's he's had health questions, kind of like AD over with the, with the Lakers. There have been health questions about Bradley Beal and, and maybe playing with two other stars and presumably being the number three of that trio and taking some of the load off of him, that's good for him, and he's going to be able to stay healthy. But KD continues to get up there in age. He's had some major injuries in the past. It's 
there are a lot of questions about the Suns. Now, the talent alone, I have to put them you know, in my top five, but this is really one of the first times where we've seen a big three where it seems like all three need the ball in their hands. You know, with, with the, when, it, when it first started with the Heat, uh, Chris Bosh didn't really need it in his hands. He could kind of fill the role and, and knock down some open jumpers, be the, you know, the role guy in a screen and roll, that sort, of na- that sort of thing. But all three of these guys presumably need the ball in their hands. It's going to be interesting how they balance that all out in Phoenix. We saw Booker defer in the playoffs a little bit to Durant for a while until they mm-hmm. needed him. So I have confidence that he can thrive in any role. Like I, I love him as a player. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see if Beal is willing to, uh, you know, sort of slide into that role, which we haven't seen him do in a while, right? Because he's been the guy there. He kind of had to be the guy there to slide into like that number two or three role and whether his game can still be at the level that it has been when he's been at his, at his best when he's not the guy with the ball in his hands at all time taking, you know, 20 plus shots a game. Coming up next, we're going to take more of your NBA offseason calls. Plus, we'll take a look at the number one overall pick in his team. How quickly can the Spurs become playoff contenders with Victor Wimbanyama? That's next on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. Accomplishing something that I've been dreaming of, you know, my whole life. Hearing that, that sentence from Adam Silver, you know, uh, I've dreamed of it so much. He's a seven foot five Kevin Durant. That's what he plays like. He plays like KD. He's going to be one of the best shot blockers in the league. I mean, he's going to be unbelievable. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So much hype, understandably, around Victor Wembanyama, the number one pick to the San Antonio Spurs in last night's NBA draft. How good can he be? We discuss right now on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Gabe Neitzel, Jordan Renan. Filling in for the guys today, ESPN Radio is presented by... Progressive Insurance. We're also taking your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tossing around a number of different NBA conversations. For example, 
Is there a team out there that should make a move and go get Damian Lillard? Your thoughts on yes. CP3 heading over to the Golden State Warriors and the ex- you know, the extent of the window that it keeps it open for Golden State to try to win a championship? And we'll start by going to some of those phone calls at Triple Eight Say ESPN. We'll go to Orlando in Virginia. Orlando, you're on ESPN Radio with Gabe Nigel and Jordan Renan. Oh, okay. We he had an interesting thought of Damian going to Oklahoma City. Why would he want to do that, Lily? Um, he wouldn't. I can't imagine he would want to he do would. that. Shake Gilgis Alexander is fun. They need to figure out how to build around him, certainly. But he I wants can't to go imagine somewhere he could win now. Yes, that's it, not it's, the spot. it's not about okay. Maybe if you go here in a year or two, you can build up and you can be a contender. No, because that's almost the situation he finds himself in now. If indeed he asks out, it would be to go to a team that can contend this year for a championship. Right. Thirty three years, about to be thirty three years old. Yeah, the window for him being prime Damian Lillard, it's not going to be open that much longer. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Kevin in Maryland, Kevin, you're on Canty and Carlin with Gabe Nigel and Jordan Renan. How you doing? Um... I just wanted to make a point about Chris Paul, a a very good player, but there's a reason why he hasn't won a championship. And I think to expect that he'll be the difference to put the Golden State over the top at age 38 with his uh, health problems now, I think is really unrealistic. And one other point on the Spurs point guard situation, I think Trey Jones uh, is, is getting some of the same criticism that I think Tony Parker did uh, early in his career, that he just wasn't enough uh, for uh, for the Spurs to compete for a championship. At that time, I think you'll remember the Spurs were in talks with Jason Kidd. I think Trey Jones may not be Tony Parker, but I think you need to give him a shot. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, certainly appreciate the call, and I think they're going think to give him points. every opportunity. Yeah, I think they're going to give him the opportunity because Greg Popovich knows, you want to talk about people that know they don't have much time left in this league. Pop is 74 years old. I'm not sure how much longer he wants to coach, although coaching one of the more intriguing NBA prospects in recent memory in Victor Wimbanyama, that certainly could be interesting. The problem with the Spurs, though, Jordan, mm-hmm. is that they're in the Western Conference, and I don't know how quickly they can ascend to being true contenders in the West as deep as it is currently. Yeah, well, how good is Wembanyama and how good is he immediately is really going to play a huge part in this, right? Can he be that all-NBA type player year one? I think that's asking a lot. I mean, granted, there's been some players that have done it before in San Mm -hmm. Antonio, but (laughs) it's rare, man. That is tough. He's coming from – he's – look how skinny he is. Like, it's going to be a – it's going to be a transition. Right, there's a transition to the NBA. These are grown men. There's, they play at a much more physical level than he's ever seen before. So it's going to take some time. But as far as a guy like Trey Jones, like the caller was right, you have to give him an opportunity. Let's see. We don't really know what any of these guys are. They were they were a bad team. They were a mm-hmm. terrible team. We have to see what they are once they start getting good. Okay, now they get better players around them. They have a better supporting cast. Before you really make any final decisions on what on where guys are in their career, and and uh, also is CP three point, I I couldn't agree with more. Like to expect that at thirty eight, he's the piece that's going to put them back over the top. 
unrealistic, in my opinion. Totally, well, I would agree. I think, I think, I think it's more health and chemistry, right? Health and chemistry um, are, are the two things that that are going to put Golden State back over the top by getting rid of the elephant in the room of Draymond Green versus Jordan Poole by getting rid of mm-hmm. that and the contract and keeping that core together and then finding a player that might be able to contribute because that core won a championship a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the biggest mystery of the NBA season to me was why are the Warriors so bad on the road? Because they were spectacular. They were, you know, the, they played like the champs at home on a, and on the road, they played like the Spurs. It was unbelievable. The home road splits this year. So I guess I just believe in that core. I believe in Steve Kerr. It's more about the the chemistry that they already have. Guys like Wiggins staying healthy than it is CP3 putting over the top. Clay Thompson play, staying healthy and being getting back closer even to the player he was before the injuries. And as far as Victor Wembanyama over at San Antonio goes, you mentioned his you know how how skinny he is. I know they've they've had a very specific plan for him, and I know just being in Milwaukee like I am, the Bucks had a very specific plan for Giannis, and the tools of Wembenyama coming into the league much better than what they were for Giannis. Giannis was so incredibly raw when he came in from the second league in Greece, right? But he they they got him on a weight program. They waited until they you know he had completely done growing, and then they put him on that weight program. Look at a picture. Wembenyama is more ready. Yes, there's no doubt about that. I'm I'm just talking about where he was coming in. We're comparing him to year one. I'm just talking about a weight program. They waited, and if they have a similar weight program for Wembenyama from what they had for Giannis, yeah, I mean it's still going to take years for Wembenyama to catch up and and be a guy then that can lead them to a championship. But I think it's what position does he play? I was just thinking about this. He's not he's not going to be an NBA center, even though he's seven four, right? Coming in. Defensive uh, coming in, I just he's got to be like a four, maybe even like play like a almost like a he almost plays like a three, right? Yeah, kind of a three that can be a weak side defender coming. But he really gonna have a seven foot four three? Like officially, like where do you think he'll be on like all NBA or all star ballots? Forward? I mean, he'll be forward. Yeah, I think he'll be a forward. I think that's where he ultimately falls. Uh, Once he bulks up, maybe he can start defending other centers. But like him. You know, non-conference matchup on a you know Sunday night on e- on ABC, and you have the Warriors taking on the the Philadelphia 76ers. He's not defending. He, he's not going to defend Joel Embiid. Like, he's what just, he's what a world! What a world! Seven foot four, three or four, you know, three or four player. That's just what a world we live in, man. Coming up next is Damian Lillard <laughs> going to request a trade. We'll ask one of our experts next on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Along with Jordan Renan, I'm Gabe Neitzel, filling in for the guys this afternoon. NBA draft last night. No major moves happening. But after the drafting of Scoot Henderson by the Portland Trailblazers, what does that mean for Damian Lillard? Helping us break that down, we welcome in ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel. And Nick, at least based on what Woj said last night on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt, it seems that they are putting the Blazers are putting the ball in Damian's court to ask for a trade. Do you think that is something that could potentially happen? Damian Lillard asking out of Portland to go chase a championship elsewhere. I do, and I say that as somebody who's talked to Lillard over the years, just like seemingly everybody else in the NBA media, and he always said, I don't want to leave. I want to be here. I want to stay. I want to be one of those guys that only wears one jersey. Okay, so we're at the fork in the road, guys, because either he chooses that lane now and stays, and, I mean, Scoot Anderson could be good. We'll see. People around the league seem to think that he's got a chance to be a really solid player, but the Blazers aren't very good. I mean, they were really bad last year. They're not close to a title now or in the next few years. So what we're going to find out is, how much does Lillard actually want to win a championship? Because if he wants to win a title, now's the time for him to say something and go chase it somewhere else. Nick, appreciate the time, man. Now, we know the Miami Heat are one of those teams that would make a lot of sense, right? They're in a position where they can make a big move. A guy like Damian Lillard fits pretty well, fits what they need. But let's say he elects to stay in Portland, right? He wants to be that guy who spends his whole entire career in one jersey with one team. What then would be an option for a team like the Miami Heat looking to get over the top but with flexibility to make a significant move? Jordan, I don't know what the hell they're going to do if Lillard stays because there's not another player out there, at least from where I'm sitting, that can make that big of a difference. That's why I was a little surprised they didn't push harder for Beal because at least that made sense. You get Beal, you add him with Jimmy and Bam. Okay, well, I still don't know if they get past everybody else in the league, but that is a damn good team. At least they have a shot. If Lillard does stay, I don't know where that other guy is going to come from. What I would say, though, guys, is there's always somebody else in the NBA. There's always (laughs) – And Pat Riley knows how to find them, that's for sure. That is for certain. So, we'll see. If you're Miami, though, the issue is Jimmy's going to be 34, I believe, coming up here in September. That team had a magical run, but do they have it enough for one more in the future? Now is the time for them to get somebody. Lillard would fit perfectly from a basketball standpoint. But if he just doesn't want to go, uh, I think Miami's chances uh, go down the drain with him. But, guys, I say that as somebody who's still completely in shock, even though I watched it day by day over the last month, that Miami even got to the place 
right. they did. So they're never completely out of it, but I just don't see them finding that piece to get them all the way over. Talking with Nick Friedell, ESPN NBA reporter. It seems in the Eastern Conference some things are in flux. The you know the, the Sixers trying to figure out what they're doing. If James Harden's going to stick around, what they want to do to replace him if he doesn't. The, the Celtics have already gone out. They've made some moves. The Bucks have some free agents that they need to figure out. How and, and Miami obviously trying to get better as well. How do you see the Eastern Conference stacking up right now? If, uh, if as we start heading into free agency, I think it's Boston. I still believe in Milwaukee because I have always enjoyed watching Giannis and, and know how great he is. I, I, Gabe, I cannot believe, and you watch him more on a daily basis, but I just cannot believe the Bucks folded the way they did in the postseason. Uh, I, was, I was in the uh, building in game five. It wasn't pretty. I, it, it's just a shocker, uh, frankly, still uh, a couple months later. But I believe that Giannis can still write everything there for that team and they'll make some some solid moves after that I, i've never never believed that harden and Embiid are going to do much in philly uh, i would guess that even if lillard isn't the guy miami will find a way to upgrade that's just how they operate down there they're always improving but to me just like it was in this last postseason run it's boston and then everybody else. The issue is I don't think that Boston is going to get a clearer path out of the East than the one that was just in front of them. And they couldn't get past Miami and Jimmy, and it cost them. So we'll see what happens with Porzingis, but it's still Boston's to lose as we sit here right now. When you look at the draft, we know Wembanyama, right? He was the big prize, has been for several years now. Is there anyone else that any other team that stood out to you? You say, okay, this team is now exponentially better. I think they really crushed this, and this team could make significant gains this season because of it. Well, I like what Portland did, but Jordan, (laughs) this is the problem. Like all these teams, they're just buying a lottery ticket, (laughs) and they're hoping for the best. I, none of these guys, and. (laughs) And I think this is a common theme, not just this year, but the past few seasons. There are none of these guys, aside from Webb and Yama, where you feel like it's a pretty sure thing. I think that Scoot Henderson could be really good this year, but that Portland team is ways away right. uh, from where they need to be as far as competing at the top again. Uh, everybody else... I, the, the draft has become such a crapshoot even more than when we were growing up. This is just a time where uh, it just doesn't feel like everybody, even in the league, has a full grasp on just how talented uh, these guys can be, especially because they're so young and, and we've, in a lot of ways, taken college out of the process, at least for several of the, the, the top prospects here. So, uh, there are so many different question marks, but as far as last night goes, uh, the Damian Lillard stuff aside, I was sitting there watching what Portland did, and I said, okay, these moves make sense. They will be better. They're just still not close in a Western Conference that's going to be loaded. Nick, we certainly appreciate the time as you uh, help us break down what's going on in the NBA offseason. 
Anytime, guys. Have a great show. You'd figure sometime along the line my Knicks would have gotten lucky, considering what he just said about the draft. <laughs> sometime, just by chance, just luck into something, for God's sakes. Jordan's very frustrated with his Knicks. Maybe we'll dive into that. Maybe we won't. But we'll definitely talk about Zion Williamson and what the Pelicans should do with him. That's coming up next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.